Hello and welcome to the Art Engager podcast with me, Claire Baum. I'm here to share techniques and tools to help you engage with your audience and bring art, objects and ideas to life. So let's dive into this week's show. Hello and welcome back to the Art Engager podcast. I'm your host, Claire Bowne of Thinking Museum, and this is episode 32. So in today's episode, I'm talking about awe, what it is, what the benefits are, and how you can create more awe-inspiring moments in your museum, heritage, or art experiences and programs. But before we get on to that, Don't forget, last week I was chatting to Joanne Sunderland-Bow about how to engage with objects, object-based teaching and learning, all sorts of things to do with objects. So do go back and listen to episode 31 if you haven't already. And before we start, if you'd like to support the show, you can do so by treating me to a cup of tea on buymeacoffee.com forward slash Claire Bound. And I'll put a link in the show notes. And the show notes, they're available on my website, as always, thinkingmuseum.com forward slash podcast. And this is episode 32. So now let's get on with today's show. So let's start by talking a bit about what awe is. So the original definition for awe actually involved fear and dread towards divine beings. But luckily today, its meaning has evolved and it includes a wide variety of experiences and most of them are positive ones. Keltner, who's a leading researcher into the psychology of awe, defines it as the feeling of being in the presence of something vast and mysterious that you don't understand with your current knowledge. So, awe is an emotion. It's something that can be triggered by being around something larger than yourself and something that's not immediately understandable. It's about being around things that are more powerful than the subject. So this could be nature, could be art, architecture, music, or actually being in a collective experience, like when you go to a concert or you're in a political rally or a ceremony too. Or is that feeling you get when you look up and you see millions of stars in the night sky? Or perhaps the feeling you get when you're present at the birth of a child, or you witness a beautiful view, or even seeing a storm in action? Or challenges our understanding of the world. And you may describe it with words like wonder, amazement, surprise, or even transcendence. Or you may have no words. Or can also be something that you can't put into words. You know you felt moved and you know you felt connected with others, but you can't find the right words to describe it. Sometimes you might get goosebumps or you might feel a lump rise in your throat. Some people say they had tears rolling down their face, but they didn't even realise it or your heart might start beating slightly faster. You may even literally have a jaw-dropping moment. Now, over the past week, I've been asking people to describe any awestruck moments they've had on social media. And Marcia in the Netherlands, she described on Instagram how she was at an art museum with a colleague 
and they were looking at a Picasso painting. And her and her colleague both turned round and saw a Monet over the other side of the room and their jaws literally dropped. Now, up until that moment, neither of them were that keen on the Impressionists either. And she said that important factors in this experience were that they were there in real life and also that the painting was life-sized instead of in a book. These two factors were really important. And an important point to note here before we get started is that not all awe experiences are the same. So what might provoke awe in one person may not in another, although with Marcia and her friend, they both felt it at the same time. And there are also a range of awe experiences, from a gentle feeling at the lower end of the scale to a much more powerful feeling at the other. So, take a moment, I want you to think about a time when you have felt awe in the past. Where were you? What happened? And how did you feel? And you can pause and make notes if you want. So here are a few examples that I scribbled down. Uh, The first one was stepping outside of a minibus at night time in Cuba and looking up at the sky and seeing thousands and thousands of stars. Um, I remember also feeling it standing in front of monumental artworks such as the Night Watch in the Rijksmuseum, so very large scale, or even super small rare gems like Vermeer's The Milkmaid. I also remember feeling awe staring at the sheer size, artistry and craftsmanship of buildings, so cathedrals, very much so, such as Notre Dame or Duomo in Florence, and also feeling the power of nature. So perhaps I felt it in a massive rainstorm and I've been out for a walk or watching a stormy sea or seeing a rainbow. So you can see from my examples and possibly from your own as well, that awe is all around us. And it's not just something you stumble across. You can actively seek it. It's not just in people or places, but it's also there in music and art or architecture too. And you can create experiences that aim to give participants an awe-inspiring experience too. Now, with the pace of everyday life, it can sometimes be really hard to look up and to look for awe. Awe seems to be in short supply, and that's totally understandable with the stresses and strains of the pandemic. It's, you know, so understandable that we may have been short on awe for a while now. But perhaps we can fill this gap and we can create awe-inspiring experiences. Now, before I share some ideas for how you can create more awe moments in your programs, I'd first like to share some benefits. So why would you want to create awe-inspiring art experiences? Well, first of all, experiencing awe can give us a sense of hope and provide a feeling of fulfilment. It can improve our well-being. Secondly, awe-inspiring experiences give you a mood boost, can help us to focus on the outward rather than on the inner. It helps us to stop thinking negatively. And thirdly, all helps us to feel more connected to other people and to the world around us, 
or has an amazing ability to bring people together and for them to connect over something. So how about we, as museum educators, guides, learning practitioners, teachers, we decide to create experiences that foster a sense of awe. How about you try to sprinkle some awe on your next guided tour or educational programme? How about you try to create some moving moments on a shared experience? How might you do that? So I'm going to share with you six different ways that you can perhaps create some more awe-inspiring moments for your participants in your programs. So let's start with number one. So number one is all about scale and perceived vastness. So choose locations, objects or artworks that are perhaps literally large in scale. Now, this goes back to 2003, when two researchers, some psychologists, Keltner and Haidt, presented a paper called A Conceptual Approach to Awe. And in this paper, they suggested that one of the phenomena that can characterise awe experiences is perceived vastness. So perceived vastness can come from observing something literally, physically large. So a large building, a large object and a large artwork. So think of a giant dinosaur skeleton or maybe a Spitfire bomber from the World War II or the blue whale model that I saw at the Natural History Museum in London when I was little. And the same would go for the Night Watch in the Rijksmuseum, a huge painting, or for Monet's Water Lily series. All of these promote awe because of their sheer scale in relation to yourself. Now, going back to my research on social media last week, Dr. Stephanie Smith shared with me that she'd always felt a feeling of awe with the painting Men in Gate at Midnight. Now, she shared that it used to have its own dark room with music and she felt that that really set the scene. And the awe she felt was down to a number of factors. She first mentioned the scale of the painting, but also the story behind the piece. She said that the way Longstaff painted the many ghosts of soldiers rising amongst the poppies is just something else. Now, you could also think about vastness in a more metaphorical way. You could think about it as in a sense of time, using perhaps objects that were created over a thousand years ago. Or thinking about vastness in terms of complexity, you could choose an intricate object that has hundreds of moving parts. Or even the sheer scope of an idea, such as something like evolution or revolution. So I'd like you to think about how you could fit this idea of perceived vastness into your programs and how you could use it to create more or experiences for your audience. So let's move on. A second way you could use to include more awestruck moments would be to include objects or artworks with social size. So going back to the idea of perceived vastness, this awe moment can also occur in an encounter with something or someone that's vast or profound, such as being in the presence of something 
with immense prestige. So think of the must-sees in your museum or cultural organisation, the things everyone must see before they leave. And this could be the Night Watch or the Mona Lisa at the Louvre or anything that has a feeling of prestige surrounding it in your museum. And by including these prestigious artworks, participants feel like they're in the presence of something with social size. And that means immense fame or prestige or authority. And from my research last week, the great artworks kept being mentioned time and time again. So moving on to number three, and number three is all about creating anticipation and excitement. So John Slay shared with me a story of the first time he saw a particular painting at the National Portrait Gallery in London when he was a teen. And he said he'd only ever seen it in very grainy books from the 1970s. And even then he felt a connection with it. But when he saw this painting in real life, he said he was staggered by the full force of its emotions and the details that were in it. He said it felt very much familiar and yet new. And for him, processing those two things was part of the awe. Now, he still remembers the experience now. He said the awe for him was part build-up because he'd saved so hard to afford the coach to London and part meeting the piece in real life. So this is a really good reminder that some people wait for years to go to a particular museum or to go and see a particular artwork or object in a museum. These people are excited before they even walk through the door. So how can you build on their excitement or how could you create excitement or anticipation where there is none? How can you contribute to the build-up before you even get to an artwork? What can you say in your introduction to start creating that buzz and excitement? So the fourth awe factor is ability. Now, you can also be awestruck by the ability of someone. So my friend Michael Bowen told me about the time in Athens when he was blown away in the National Archaeological Museum by a statue of a boy riding a horse. He mentioned the skill of the artist in capturing the movement of the horse and then the rendering of that in bronze being just remarkable. He said he felt humbled, inspired and a sense of connection to the past. Now, interestingly, he went on to share that his awe was not only inspired by the mastery and skill of the artist, but it was also provoked by personal connections. He said he'd worked with horses, he had ridden previously and, interestingly, he'd also tried to draw horses himself and failed mostly so he could really appreciate the subject even more. So think about including artworks or objects that show mastery and skill, those that demonstrate exceptional skill or ability. For example, Vermeer with his hyper-accurate visual effects, which made his paintings seem so lifelike. Think about what knowledge could you share to inspire more of a sense of awe when your participants are looking at a Vermeer? 
What questions could you ask to get them thinking about the skill and mastery involved? What questions would they like to ask you about it? And as another example, think also about people like the great engineers, someone like Thomas Telford, known as the godfather of civil engineering. Now, he was famous for bridges, roads and canals of the 18th century, and he also invented the suspension bridge. He not only had exceptional ability, but he was ahead of his time. You really can't look at a Telford construction without feeling a sense of awe. But how could you add to that feeling? What information or knowledge could you share that would heighten that feeling of exceptional skill or ability? So moving on number five, and number five is all about beauty. So include artworks or objects in your programs that are a riot of colour. So Rothko came up many times in my research on social media. Lots of people are awestruck by Rothko's or even include artworks that show wonderful scenes from nature, a sunrise or a sunset like the one that Marcha mentioned to me at the beginning of this episode. It could also be a beautiful view or a breathtaking mountain range or it could even be the starry sky at night. Now, you could extend the concept of beauty to abstract or conceptual artworks, to portraits, everyday objects and more. Ask your audience to look for the beauty in the object they're looking at. It could be beauty in the subject matter or the way the artist has applied the paint or the mastery on display. You could also think about including works that showcase moral beauty or courage. Now, this is inspired by Keltner's Eight Wonders of Modern Life. And Keltner says that we can become awestruck by stories of courageous people. So think about someone like Martin Luther King, for example. But we can also become awestruck by movements that call for change, such as Black Lives Matter or Me Too. So all experiences are not just about things. They're just as likely to be about people, too. So what themes or objects can you incorporate on your programs that might highlight moral beauty or courage to provoke awe? And finally, number six. Number six is inviting your participants to look for awe throughout the program. So this last tip was inspired by research in the US where they studied 52 older adults and they asked half of them to walk for 15 minutes once a week for eight weeks. Half of the participants just walked. The other half were told to feel awe during their walks. Now, the people in that group aimed to appreciate the wonders around them and to notice their surroundings with curiosity as if they were children. And the research found that the people who took all walks were more likely to notice and appreciate nature and their surroundings. And those who walked without seeking awe were more likely to think about themselves. So how can we apply this? 
So ask your participants to treat their experience with you as an exercise in awe spotting or even an awe walk. Get them to turn off any distractions or notifications so they can be fully in the moment. You could include some deep breathing at certain points to get people in a more receptive frame of mind and a relaxed state. And you could tell them to be open to inspiration, to take note of what catches their attention, to notice if they feel emotions such as surprise or delight, or if they feel any physical sensations such as goosebumps. Now, to make sure their senses are heightened, you can encourage this with attention to smell, touch, sounds and more. They might experience more awe if they simply pay more attention to it, just as the group in the research did. So finally, I'm going to share with you three things which will tell you if you've succeeded in inspiring awe in your audience. Here are three things to do. Number one, look for facial expressions. Apparently, smiling isn't associated with awe, but do look for things like raised eyebrows, widened eyes, a dropped jaw and visible intakes of breath. Number two, look for use of words like amazing, uh, wonderment, mind-blowing or earth-shattering. Because when people experience awe, it really challenges their existing thoughts about people and the world around them. And it really makes them rethink their existing way of thinking. So something could literally be mind-blowing for them. And finally, ask. Ask your participants to reflect on the whole experience. Ask questions like, what was surprising or exciting about this experience today? What are you wondering or puzzling about as a result of this experience? So experiencing awe is such a simple practice. Just taking a moment to look out the window or pausing to look at a painting for longer periods of time. Museums and galleries, historic settings and buildings, these can all provoke awe. And you can foster more of it in your programmes by thinking carefully about the artworks, objects you include, the questions you ask and the information you share. Awe experiences happen relatively frequently in groups too. That shared moment of doing something wonderful and meaningful together, such as discovering and interpreting clues about an artwork or working in small groups to discuss and reflect on a question you've asked. So I'd love for you to give some of these a go and to see if you can create more awe moments in your programmes too. If you do, please share with me how you get on. I'd love to hear. Now, before I go, don't forget every Friday, I send out a weekly newsletter full of inspiration and ideas. I share one thing to watch, one to read and one to listen to. And I share all the upcoming classes and courses too. I'll put a link to the TM Weekly in the show notes. That's it for this week. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Art Engager podcast with me, Claire Bowne. 
You can find more art engagement resources by visiting my website, thinkingmuseum.com. And you can also find me on Instagram, at Thinking Museum, where I regularly share tips and tools on how to bring art to life and engage your audience. If you've enjoyed this episode, please share with others and subscribe to the show on your podcast player of choice. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next time.